0: You can remain seated for our epistle lesson today from Galatians, uh, the third chapter through chapter 4, verse 7. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs, according to promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the day set by his father. And in the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent His Spirit, His Son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in your truth, for your word alone is eternal truth. Amen. Grace and peace be multiplied to you all this morning, through God our Father and through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Father's Day. And in the context of what I would like us to consider today, every day is Father's Day. Now I will hasten to say that I love Mother's Day. Always have. I think probably about halfway through my 27 or so years in parish ministry, I visited with another pastor who shared an insight that I have been forever grateful for. He said so often when we would get to Mother's Day or Father's Day, we would hear messages about the virtuous woman or the the father who could uh, always improve a little bit to be somewhat better. You know, those things have their place, he said, but why can't we recognize moms for who they are? And why not say thank you to dads for who they are? And maybe have a sermon of encouragement (laughs) than one of instruction. Well, I I thought that kind of made sense. And along the way, I also have met no small number of people for whom Mother's Day is not a happy memory, And have a struggle with Father's Day because they had a struggle with fathers, And Christmas and other holidays are not the times of celebration that we would want them to be. Because we all know that we live in a broken world, don't we? But the father that we have as a model was the same father who when Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden and saw their nakedness and went and hid out of conviction, for their sin, experienced the Father who sought them up tenderly, caringly. And I love I love that question where, are you? Where are you? Those three words were not words of judgment and recrimination. They were words of mercy and grace and invitation. Where are you? I remember my mom and dad saying those words once in a while. Where are you? Where are you? You know, we'd be visiting someone. You know, how kids are—they'd go scattered to the four winds, and then they had to sort of collect the offspring. And uh, where are you? Well, I'm reading through the Bible again this year. It didn't last year, but uh, I enjoy doing that it, it, chronologically. Uh, and I kind of cheat. I go and walk at. At one of the, I won't tell you which one, I don't want to advertise, but I walk in the morning at one of the facilities, about 5.30 in the morning, and I put on my earphones, and so I listen to it and read it at the same time as I walk. I can actually multitask. Uh, And I'm fascinated as I read through the Old Testament and and see how dismally the people of God fail. And I find myself, when I read it again, wanting so badly for them to have done better. But the truth is, that's the nature of sin in your life and mine. What humbles me and gives me great hope is the fact that God over and over and over and over Over again. Forgive. Forgive. That is God's nature. You paid attention to the opening words of Isaiah 55. Wonderful, wonderful, encouraging words. I was ready to be sought, I was ready to be found. What does that tell you today? Well, it tells me that, that God is always on the lookout for our needs. He is the epitome of fatherhood. Many of you know that I'm an adopted child. Years ago, I did a search for my maternal family, found them over 20 years ago now. But I have no idea who my biological father is. If He's still alive. I, I have no idea. Uh, and, and, and I'm okay with that. Because I had a mom and dad that were second to none. They weren't perfect people. They weren't sinless people. But they were God-fearing, wonderful people. And my dad was a good model for me. I remember him standing up in special meetings, sweat running down his face because he was not an extroverted man. And he would simply say, I'm thankful that Jesus is living in my heart. Boom, down he'd sit. And I'd sit and watch that. And it it made such a difference in my life. And so for us who have the privilege of being great-grandparents, isn't that something? My, my, my grandson's wife calls us up. They live down in Fargo, and I said, we'd love to have you come down again. Here. So These are some dates to look at. And I think, oh, I just love that. <laughs> we have our two sweet little great-granddaughters down there. That we can tell, like we've told the grandchildren about our own faith, and walk with the Lord. Well, we have to not preach all day here. Uh, a God who can be found—that's that's first. A God who can be found, um, and I've shared much of that already. God seeks out. God restores and over and over and over again. That is God's nature. My friends, if you're here today and you're struggling with some part of your life and you're just tired and you say, I just don't want to go back and talk to God about this one more time. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Because he's already reaching out to you. He always does. He always does. We read in our epistle text today, for in Christ you are all sons Of God through faith? For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So he said you're no longer slave or free or male or female. You are all one in Christ. You are all one in Christ. And if there was ever a question as to whether salvation is a gift, a gift, by the way, that comes solely on the part of God's giving, Baptism certainly proves that, doesn't it? What easier way for, for God to bestow faith? And I would argue that if you're 80 years old, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm close, or eight, the faith that saves you is the same faith. The same faith. It isn't anything you or I do. We'd like to think that sometimes. It's all on the part of God. God be praised. Amen? Amen. That's not too bad. A giver of gracious gifts. A giver of gracious gifts. And we know from Scripture that God not only redeems, but God equips. Does he not? God equips the church with all kinds of different gifts. So when we come together as a body of Christ and carry out the work of evangelism and discipleship and teaching, going into the whole world, uh, we stand as a beacon on a hill. We stand as a beacon on the hill. What a a blessing it is to have this place. This is the place where the people of God gather, where... People are fed and nourished. In Christ you are all sons through faith. For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, not of works, lest any of us should boast. As you look at our gospel account today, Just a little, quick little sidebar. My mind was taken back to my wife's grandfather who was a pioneer missionary along with his wife in China under the old Lutheran Free Church. A little history now. Um, Missionary Arthur Olson. And one of the things that when he would come and talk, I heard him at Bible school, he came to our seminary and talked. He had a lot of direct encounters with demons in China. Great darkness, and he talked about some individuals that had that they dealt with that uh, they had lots and lots of demons. We're well, gonna spend a lot of time here, except that that they uh, they have a. Hierarchy, much like military. So did the angels of heaven. Michael was an archangel, right? Michael was an archangel. Gabriel was an archangel. One of the things that he says is that none of them can stand against the name of Christ. And you notice in our gospel lesson, this individual, we don't know what all led to him having uh, this legion. They were called legion. You know how many a legion was. And, but at the presence and power and person of Christ, they could not stand. And they said, please don't send us to the abyss. He said, there's a herd of pigs over here. Can we go there instead? And Jesus said, fine. Not fine for the pigs, by the way. But uh, the man was delivered and set free. And that's a reminder to me again. And I have friends and loved ones who have all kinds of struggles, addictions. People for, for whom family and friends and much of the world is given up. Wouldn't it have been a sad day for, for that man, dwelling among the tombs, if Jesus had given up, but he didn't, he didn't. We'll never know until we get to heaven, the difference that that made, how many individuals' lives were changed and transformed. So keep on praying. Keep on praying for that friend or neighbor or loved one that in your heart of hearts you wonder if that will ever make a difference. Because it does, and it will. Error according to the promise. He said the thing that makes a difference is when the Father said it's time. He said in the same way We were children, once enslaved to the elementary principles of the world, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Christians are all children of Abraham, grafted in by the Lord, redeemed. Redeemed, redeemed how I love to proclaim. Huh? Some of you are old enough to remember green stamps, gold bond stamps. Huh? Now we have score rewards. There's always a gimmick to, to give you a, a way to redeem. Well, those things are all well and good. But the redemption that comes through Christ, Makes all the difference in the world, and my dear friends, we all have one of two fathers. People, in Jesus day, religious leaders said, wow, Abraham is our father," and Jesus said, "No, nah, if Abraham was your father, you would have known me." He said, "You have your father, the devil." He didn't mince any words, and so that's the way it stands for everyone in the world today. We serve one of two masters. So do you. So do I. And sometimes, if we're honest, there's a conflict, isn't it? There's a battle, struggle going on. And yet, God has done fully and freely and thoroughly all that you need. He has redeemed you, a lost and condemned creature. And so it is then, that we can embrace the best model of a father the world has ever seen and say as we read in the closing verse of our text, Abba. Daddy. Daddy. God be praised. Heavenly Father, thank you. That you are our heavenly Father. No accident that when we were taught the Lord's Prayer, that that's how it started. Thank you, O oh God, for your character that does not let us go. That over and over is there to forgive. Refresh and restore. We pray that for those fathers who have not yet experienced the freeing of knowing you, Jesus, as their Savior. That that could come to them, to their lives and their homes as well. All this we pray in your name.